Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. And Joel and Greg are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. Welcome today, Twin Cities on the Move, episode number 11 from sunny Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. We're at Minnesota Podcasting. Justin Sheeler, I'm Paul St. Andrew. Um, we're kind of we're half a car today. We're yeah. two of the four wheels going. <laughs> yeah. um, We're a motorcycle. We are. Greg Rios and Joel Benson couldn't join us today, but we do have somebody pinch hitting, uh, Dan Sealand. Dan is here with Strickland Home Inspections. How are you, Dan? Real good. Good. Glad to be good. here. Oh, glad to have you here. At least, you know, now we're a tricycle instead of a bike, so <laughs> not too bad. Exactly. It's going to be the home inspection episode, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of home inspections. Um I'm excited about this one because there's a, there's a lot to talk about with home inspections, what they've kind of turned into in the marketplace, what what we like about them, what the, some of the concerns that we have about them, uh, home inspections this time of year. This is Christmas time, you know. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's a little bit different in the in the winter as opposed to a home inspection in the summer. So we'll get into all of that. Also, we'd like to talk about again, given the the season, buying and selling a home um, over the holiday season. And just around the corner, we're into 2020, and what's going to happen with 2020? So Justin's going to dust off his crystal ball, <laughs> let us know what he thinks about that. Um, so we'll get into all of this, but ju- first, hey, Justin, I have a phone number for yeah. you. 651-846-8163. That's Tina Winchandy's phone number. She's okay. country financial. You need an insurance person. She's fantastic. She's the one. She's to, the one to call. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Auto, home, life insurance. She handles the whole thing. She's excellent, and she's kind enough to to be our sponsor here at Twin Cities on the Move. So give her a call if you have any insurance needs at all. Tina Huinchandi, six five one eight four six eight one six three. So there you go, Dan. How's it going? Good. Good. Uh, good. Nice snowy day here. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Came from an inspection, came on over and fought the traffic. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, well, Dan already snuck one in, second inspection in really? before the show even. Wow. Yeah. Man. It's nonstop. Man, he, he is nonstop. That's good. That's good. Well, thanks again for joining us today. I'm super curious to hear about, you know, just the process that you go, especially just overall home inspections and and then also maybe getting into like this again this time of year. I know you and Justin have worked closely together in the yeah, past, haven't have, you? Yeah, and, for a long time. Um, you know, I what's it like Justin working with Dan? Well, I'm I'm a little biased obviously because I've worked with Dan. Dan's worked with a lot of my clients for years now and, okay. and he's just done he's done an awesome job. And what Great. they've what they've said to me is they love how thorough he is. Okay. Um he really really breaks it down for him. And he also does an excellent job of explaining things to them concisely without scaring the bejesus out of them. No, that's so, good. That's good because yeah. I guess the, the the majority of these houses that you go into are used. They're not new construction, you know, and, yes, and but even if they are new new construction, yeah, you're they still find they stuff. still you still oh, can yeah. find stuff exactly, and and I think that just what you said, that's part of the process is that you need to, uh, nothing is perfect, no. in this world, and I'm sure that you run into things on a daily basis that, again, the good, the bad, and the ugly 
mm-hmm. of a home inspection. And just because something is not perfect doesn't mean that it's a deal breaker, correct? We don't throw houses away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So normally, even when I'm finding stuff that can be quite serious, it would be a rare occasion where a house, you're just going to say, no. Just walk away. No. Well, yeah. And I, over 3,500 inspections at this point in my career, three times I've told my clients, you really should walk from this house. Yeah. It's really not up to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my job is to to get them the information. I don't know the comfort level. I don't know the experience. I don't know the, the financial means of my clients. Uh, but there have been a couple of times where I just felt like, you know what, this is not this is not a good house, yeah. and you just need to move on, find something better. Okay. And yeah. that's what I've appreciated working with Dan is he kind of leaves it up to – he educates them and lets them make their own decision. And then I, I'll give my professional opinion. But sick. I also like to kind of keep a distance and let the buyer make that final decision. Well, yeah. So, it's it's yeah. like you guys said. It's their comfort level. Yeah. Exactly. And where they're at because, yeah, no two are alike um, for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um as you go through a home inspection, I guess, what a, kind of a quick start to finish, what, what's the process for you? I'm looking at all the, all the major systems and components on the home. I'd like to do my inspections. I follow the same routine on every home. First yeah. thing, I pull up to the house. I take my picture of the exterior of the house. I let myself in, start the washing machine, start the uh, dishwasher. I want to get those things running through a cycle, make sure that they're not leaking, make sure they function. Then I head down to the basement, work my way through the basement, um, maybe finished, maybe unfinished, but I just start working my way up from there. I'm I'm looking at all the major mechanicals, uh, heating, cooling, uh, plumbing, electric. Uh, I do my best. Our standards of practice says that we should test a representative number of outlets in a home. I test every outlet I can get to. Plumbing, I can't tell you the amount of leaks I find in plumbing because I take the time to fill every sink, fill every tub, and then I pull the plug, where you won't find a lot of those things if you just turn the faucet on and run the water. Okay. So um, every window, every door I'm checking out, uh, getting up into the attic, uh, exterior, looking at the condition of the siding, looking at the roof, uh, looking at the hardscaping, landscaping around the home. Basically, when people call me and say, what are you going to look at? Basically, I'm looking at everything. We do have a few small uh, small list of things that we don't really look at on a home inspection. I don't do pools. I don't do hot tubs, um, water softening systems, water filtration systems, and then uh, telecommunications and alarm systems, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but basically everything else in the home. Uh, Important that, stuff. Yeah. yeah. What kind of information are you then sharing? I assume that your, you know, your client will show up more often than not and, and walk through with you or meet you at the end for a summary, or how, how do you handle that? Yeah, let me just say a word on that. I mean, typically for me, I want my clients there for the final hour of the inspection for okay. a walkthrough. I, I tell each of my clients, you are more than welcome to be there for the entire inspection with me if you want to be. Uh, the problem with that at times, it can be very distracting. Sure. I, I need to be able to focus on my work so that I can do the best inspection possible for you. Uh, when a client shows up and they've got 10 family members with them and I'm focused on one thing and they're like, Dan, have you seen this? Did you look at that? And you start getting pulled all over the place. Sure. It's easy to miss stuff. So when I do take the uh, clients through the home, typically we're down in the basement first mm-hmm. and I start pointing out any of the issues that I found there. 
Um, typically, what we're talking about is things that are not working as designed, things that aren't functioning properly. But let's say the furnace is in good shape and it's operating fine. I'm going to at least talk to them about here's the age of it, here's mm-hmm. the life expectancy of it, so you know kind of where you're at in terms of replacement cost, and uh, just a little bit of education about changing filters if they got a humidifier. Talk about that, um, okay. air exchange systems, and so forth. So, but typically on that walkthrough, it's you know, here are the problems that really you need to be aware of. Uh, and if we're not talking about some of the things, that means it's okay. I would assume that 99-plus percent of them, they're not necessarily deal-breakers. They're just more things to, to be aware of, be yeah. aware of and have yeah. a thought about. And, um, you know, I like like we talked about here just a little bit before we got started, I personally, I think as a realtor, the home inspection does a few things. It does look for some things that we need to maybe address with the sellers. Um, it also is a great owner's manual that you provide for your clients. I bet that you put all, you probably put all this together in, in a report. I send my reports out. They go out by email the next day, a PDF. Um, okay. In the body of the report, uh, each of those items that I'm inspecting, it's in the body of the report. But if there's something that needs attention, it's in the body, but also shoots to the back of my report in a summary. Okay. So basically, you have a punch list at the end of my report that says, hey, Here's all the things I found. Sure. These are things that at some point in time you're going to want to address. It may be, you know, let's say we've got a um, plumbing leak, something that has to be repaired immediately. Uh, that's there. Um, but if I got doors that bind when closed or they don't latch when they close, I put absolutely everything in my reports. I've had a few agents say, Dan, you're way too detailed. But, you know, I've got my client's best interest in mind. Sure. Because when you move into a house – a thousand small things can really get frustrating. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then that's it, too. I think that that's really the last, one of the last things with a home inspection. It's a great to-do list. You oh, know? yeah. And when yeah. you're buying a home, it's just, it's because these are not new homes. They're used homes. And, and there are going to be things that are not perfect with them with every house. And that's just fine, you know, so. And we've seen what's happened lately. It's kind of morphed from its original purpose, which was to educate yourself on the condition of your new home. And now it's become this monster price renegotiation tool. Right. And it's, it's really frustrating a lot of different people, not just sellers, but agents and everybody else. They're trying to renegotiate the price after the fact. And it's one thing if you find something that was you weren't aware of, you know, that wasn't disclosed properly. Mm-hmm. And even if you do, is it something major? You know, is it something? It, it might be something. To is have the roof con- collapsing? Or right. Or is the foundation yeah. crumbling? Or you know, no, or is it's it just a something to be aware of? Outlet cover. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. There's various levels of yeah. concern. That's for sure with that. And I agree. Yeah. No. It, it, this is not a renegotiating tool. It's a. It's a wonderful tool to learn about the product that you're buying. Yeah, your new house, you should yeah. be excited about yeah, it. And, exactly. And also, you, like you said, you have a little to-do list. I have a question, Dan. Okay, so about five, six years ago, Radon became part of a standard property disclosure. And, um, you know, the first thing my wife did when she found this out is she grabbed me right away and she was like, well, you get that inspector over to our house and test it for yeah. Radon. And we didn't have any. We ended up we're we're yeah, we, we had were, some. We had you some. We had some. That's true. Yeah. We were we were under the EPA right. guidelines to to put a system in. But what um tell us about radon and how that works with your with your company. Radon, it's it's at the prerogative of my clients. Um I do recommend testing. You do? Uh, okay. I definitely recommend testing. You know, um the EPA 
has done the studies. Um, four picocuries per liter is their threshold. Below that, they say you're okay. Above that, they recommend radon mitigation. Uh, that's a government agency that's decided that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, should we test or shouldn't we? Well, that's totally up to you. But if there is truth to the fact that long-term exposure to high radon levels can con cause lung cancer, you probably ought to test. Sure. Yeah, we're just sure. way just... more safety conscious today than we were years ago. Yeah. And uh, radon, my, I've, I've been inspecting since 2011. So in my first three years, only occasionally did I get asked for radon testing on a home I was inspecting. Now it's about 60 to 70% of my clients want to do that radon that testing. That many, huh? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Okay, yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. I would recommend it too. I I do too, just to be on the safe side. I know the World Health Organization is only 2.7 picocuries per liter. Mm -hmm. And so you can argue what is, is there a safe level and all that, but at least there's some kind of measurements out there that you can kind of go off. The action level we use in Minnesota is the 4.0 4 from 0. the EPA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I... Yeah, no, like you said, I agree. I just think it's smart. I have, like I said, my, my daughter, her, her room is down in the basement where radon oh, yeah. exists, that's, and that's where yeah. radon lives. And so, yeah, so that right there. And, and yeah, we are a safer society, I think, than we, you know, are more safety conscious. Anyway, mm -hmm. you know, we're all lucky we survived, really, you know. <laughs> I can't believe we did. Riding around and, yeah, no, my baby seat in the car was an old Milwaukee box. There you go. <laughs> well, when you talk about your daughter's bedroom being in the basement, sometimes my clients are kind of on the fences that it's it's for some of them it's just a matter of cost it's another 175 dollars they're gonna have to pay for radon testing and then i look them in the eyes and say do you have kids yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> because what yeah. you want to do with your life that's one thing but really we gotta we gotta try and look after our family members and in fact when i got into radon testing myself first house i tested was my own right I had a little yeah. boy living at home and uh, i wanted to make sure he was going to be okay i sure. think um I've, uh, over my years as a contractor and all the things I've gotten into in um, renovating homes and so forth, you know, lead paint, dust, asbestos, and whatever, uh, I'm probably not in very good shape right now. But I want to make sure my kid or your kid that we're not going to expose them to those issues. So I, I just think awesome. it's a good way to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's part, you know, it, it's on that disclosure now for a reason. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just it's something that I think, like we said, all three of us here, we recommend it. And it's, yeah, in the long run, when you're spending so much money to buy a house, another $175 for some peace of mind is, you know, well worth it. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, I would love to talk about this time of the year and home inspections and what goes on. Also, we'll touch on buying and selling, you know, in the Christmas season, the holiday season and how that works as well. Uh, we'll be back here in just a minute. This is Twin Cities on the Move. Thanks again for joining us today. Episode 11 of Twin Cities on the Move, the home inspection episode. Um, thanks again, Dan, for joining us. This is Dan Sealand has been so kind to be here with Strickland Home Inspections. If you'd like to get a hold of Dan, uh, it's pretty simple, actually. Dan at StricklandInspections.com is his email address, or you can give him a call, 952-807-6594. And Dan, you know, it's eight degrees outside right now. It's uh, what it's December, obviously, everybody has their Christmas tree or something, holiday stuff going on in their house. What's the difference, I guess, between an inspection now and the in July, for example, the middle of the summer? How, how do things change as the seasons change for you? 
Well, at this time of year, I'm wearing a hat and gloves. That's the first sure. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep myself warm out there. Two feet but, of snow on the ground yeah. and uh, rough. <laughs> it's, uh, it is a little bit different inspection in wintertime. Um, you know, if it's just cold, but the ground and roof is clear, it doesn't really matter that much. But when okay. we've got snow cover, uh, there's limitations as to what I can see. So okay. uh, roof inspections can be almost non-existent uh, in wintertime with the snow cover. Sure. I do make an effort uh, to get up to the eaves of the, the house and brush some snow off. I, I have to at least be able to identify the type of roofing. Okay. And if I get on that, it's, if it's uh, an afternoon inspection, say, and if I'll put that ladder up at the beginning of the inspection, brush some snow off, maybe the sun is going to melt enough of the yeah. you know what's left on there so I can get a clear look at those shingles. But really, I'll tell my clients, you know, what I saw may appear to look fine, but I'm looking at less than 1% of your roof. Sure. So in my reports, I have to put a disclaimer in my reports that roof could not be fully evaluated due to snow cover. Okay. Same thing goes for uh, driveways, sidewalks. Um, even grading can be hard to tell at times with snow yeah, cover. Yeah, if you have so. a couple feet of snow around the house, yeah, it's, absolutely. you don't know what's underneath it. So sure. basically, I put a disclaimer in my report that says, you know, couldn't be fully evaluated due to snow cover. But grading particularly, if you're buying a house in wintertime, and I can't tell you exactly what the grading's like, I was yeah. telling my clients, you better look real carefully come springtime. Be ready you, to, to... If you get flat to negative grade, you're just asking for water to come into that basement okay. uh, once the snow starts melting and the rain start. Okay. Uh, one other aspect of uh, wintertime inspections, we can't test the AC units out. Oh, sure. So yeah. basically, yeah. I'm going to tell my clients, okay, here's the age of the unit. Here's the life expectancy of it. Uh, if I can see any problems with it uh, in terms of install or whatever, uh, I would certainly make note of that, but we can't operate it. Okay. To tell them if it's One quick question, too, because um, Dan kind of alluded to it, not being able to check the you know, the grading outside. It seems that a lot of the inspection, I've, been, I've done hundreds of them, and Dan's been a part of several of those. It seems like that is a lot of the the moisture issue stuff is the is the grading right and gutters gutters and, and grading simple yeah. fixes. There you go. But... You guys are smart. <laughs> or you've been listening to me. We so, just been yeah. listening. To you. Yeah. So I've 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 got agents I've been working with for years that when I talk to my clients about grading, they're like, Dan, you say that about every house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because basically, I don't. Almost every house has somewhere around the perimeter of that foundation where there's going to be low areas, areas that are pitched back towards the house. We want to get water draining away from the home's foundation. Gutters and grading go hand in hand. Um, I talk about three parts of a home's water management system. Gutters and grading at the exterior. Drain tile in the basement. Uh, But I'd rather have the two on the outside. I'll I'll often say Mm -hmm. I'd rather keep the water out than to pump it out Deal once with it comes it. in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. no, so if you have, if you are out shopping for a house right now and you can't see, just be ready to tackle something in the spring because what you, you know, none of us have x ray vision. We can't see through that, all that snow all around it. Yeah. Are there any <clears> positives <throat> to having a home inspection this time of year? You know, with the snow on the roof, with that, are there some things that you might be able to point out that otherwise you wouldn't be able to point out because it's summertime? One thing that we get a good look at in wintertime that we that might not be so obvious uh, at other times of year, uh, when these houses are closed up, windows and doors are closed, we see people running too much moisture in that home all mm. the time. And then you'll see the, oh, con- yeah. you'll see the condensation on sure. the window interiors. And then we can talk about, I can talk with my clients about, okay, here's how you control 
interior moisture in your home. First off, I typically tell my clients, you know that humidifier you got down there on the furnace? Don't use it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's one of the biggest culprits. There's so many homes built in the yeah. 70s, 80s, and 90s that are on their second round of windows already, and most of them have been wrecked from the interior through excessive moisture. Really? Typically, it's humidifiers. The other thing is, you know, if you don't have you don't have fans in your bathrooms, you don't have a proper exhaust hood in yeah. the kitchen, mm-hmm. things like that. So when we, you know, when I'm in there and I'm seeing that condensation on the inside of the windows in wintertime, that's not something we'd pick up on at other times of year. Okay. Yeah, and and I can also um, tell a little a story that we had just recently about some clients where uh, Dan was actually a lifesaver because we uh, we we went through we had a house out in Plymouth, really nice home that some good friends are going to be buying, and um, we were just wrapping up the inspection. Inspection went really well, but Dan did point out one thing at the end where he said, you know. I see this area stucco here, and I'm concerned about it because it really wasn't the stucco looked fine, but there was a bank of windows on the main floor that had some corrosion on the top. Hmm. And so me, I'm thinking this is just some old rusted flashing or something, sure. or maybe the window yeah, itself. Trust is, your inspector. Yeah. So, but <laughs> smart. One of the few smart things I've done recently was listen to Dan because he had, he had said, you know what, I'm going to recommend. It might be nothing. You never know, but I'm going to recommend that you have this stucco tested to make sure that you don't have some some serious moisture issues coming coming through the, it's from the, coming in from one from the top and it's getting behind the stucco yeah and Dan actually nailed it because he thought it was maybe coming from the bank of windows above that and that turned out to be true we went back and we had it tested by certified moisture testing and they came out and they drilled a few holes in a couple different areas and they did find two areas that needed to be attended to and it wasn't a deal breaker we were able to figure things out but the repairs are going to be between twenty and thirty thousand dollars really and so if Dan went to cot that then it would have been my clients finding that somewhere down, maybe mm-hmm. next year, but maybe it's 10 maybe years down the road where that repair is $100,000. Yeah, you know, it's not going to be cheaper. Yep. Yeah. So it, it ended up being a lifesaver for the small price of the home inspection. He uh, more than he probably paid for himself a thousand times over just, just with that catch. Isn't that so, amazing? Yeah. Nice work, Dan. To Love go. to hear those yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Well, that's, that's why I always yeah. recommend a home inspection, no matter what. And speaking of buyers, this time of year, um, I'm sure they're not. You know, you've done this long enough. You've you sell houses every month. Knock well, on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> yep, yep. So, what's it like working with buyers and sellers um, over the holiday season? It's a little bit different, and um, you know, I try to go out of my way to set buyers and sellers' expectations. There's pros and cons to this time of year for both buyers and sellers. For a buyer, you're not competing with so many other buyers. It's not a fist fight for every mm-hmm. single deal. It doesn't mean that you don't have to come in strong or competitive, but at least you don't have 20 other people you're in a fist fight with, writing multiple offers and banging your head against the wall. From the selling side of it, you know, I always, I'm sure you two, you every year also run into. The the client that says, well, why don't we just wait till spring? Yeah. And well, I'll tell you why we don't wait till spring is because, again, the inventory itself is low that your your property will stand out a little more. Yeah, less competition. Less competition. Yeah. Absolutely. And then secondly, I always think that, you know, if you're out there as a buyer right now, you're where are you not? You're not at the mall shopping. You're not at a Christmas party. You're not, you know, doing yeah. doing things like that. You're out there. You're serious. You're serious. Yeah. If somebody, if you get a showing this time of year as a seller, whoever is coming to see your house is coming with the intent that they want to buy the house. Mm-hmm. 
You know, that's for sure. So it's, it's not a nosy neighbor just wandering down the street. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not that that group of people that, you know, they want to, you know, they're going to go to happy hour after they look at your house just because they wanted something to do, you know, for the kill of the afternoon. Especially with rates now, too. The rates are still ridiculously low and prices are very affordable still. You know, we talked about one of the last episodes about, you know, affordability going up. And so if you can take advantage of stuff now versus later, it's it's still going to save you probably thousands of dollars. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. I agree. And when we come back here, that's kind of it sets us up for the next segment here. What's going to happen in the future? Again, I hope you got your shining up your crystal ball. <laughs> Dusting it off right yeah, now. Yeah. I think it's more of a snow globe at this in point. 2020, <laughs> it's just like Justin's vision of the future here. We'll see what's, <laughs> what's next. The Twin Cities on the move. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twin Cities on the Move. Uh, thanks once again. Dan Sealand still hanging out, pinch-hitting with us. Uh, he's with Strickland Home Inspections. To me, this has been really interesting. I've learned I, super informative, doing yeah. this for a long time. But, yes, it's always fun to hear you know hear it from the point of view of, of somebody new. And, yeah, so, so thanks again. Thanks for coming in and, and, and sharing all this with us. Sure. And looking forward here, boy, the clock is ticking. It's almost 2020. God, where did it? 2019 go? I don't know. It happens so fast. You know, the older you get, the faster the clock moves. It's the way it goes. So, but what do you think is going to happen next year, Justin? What are your thoughts about the real estate market um, just in general going forward here? Man, that's a great question. I, I think we're going to have something similar to this year. We, we have the added dynamic of a presidential election that can always be a little iffy because if anything, people are more afraid of the unknown than anything else, really. I think and you're that's, right. There's yeah. so much uncertainty with a, a presidential year or an election year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays on the market. I think it'll have more of an effect directly on the stock market at first than maybe necessarily on the housing market, but we'll we'll mm-hmm. feel some kind of impact. No, you know, I, I agree. And I think, you know, one thing that this administration, I think, will try to do is at least have the status quo. You know, yeah, try to keep um, things as normal yeah, as possible. Yeah, last month when we talked a little bit, we touched on the, the, the idea that some experts are calling that there might be a recession in the near future. Um, mm-hmm. And that just might be the case. We don't, you know, I mean, we joke about our crystal balls. We actually have no idea what's going to no, happen. But at the same time, out of the six recessions in the past, the past six ones, only two of them have affected the housing market negatively. Um, yeah. Negatively. Yeah, Will so. it affect things? Possibly, possibly not. Mm-hmm. But I agree with what you said, you know, that people... I kind of think that they have that ostrich mentality. They stick their head in the sand until they find out what the results of something is, yeah. and then they go forward from there. You know, yeah. so unfortunately, I was just going to add real quick. Um, you know, interest rates are still so low, like we had we had mentioned, and then also, you know, you've got so many people that that are not really looking right now because the inventory has been so low. We we should have a little bit more inventory next year if the current trend stays in effect. And our business, you know, I mean, it's it, Dan's dealing with people, you're dealing with people. I mean, yep. it's a people business. And so yeah. why do people buy and sell houses? It's not because of a recession or not. It's because of life 
events, yeah. you know, and they're going to happen no matter who's president and what the economy's doing. So yeah, for sure, it's the way it goes. But anyway, thank you again for listening today. Uh, this is Twin Cities on the Move, and once again, Dan, thanks a million for coming in. Uh, Dan Sealand at Strickland Inspections. You can get a hold of him uh, the old-fashioned way nine five two eight zero seven six five nine four. Uh, send him an email as well, Dan at StricklandInspections.com. He'd be happy to take care of you anytime. And come back, please. We'd love to have you. We'd love to. Thanks, awesome. Man. Awesome. Thanks, so, and also, we have to shout out to Tina. Yeah, Good old Tina Winchandy. we got to get her back in as well. <laughs> yeah. But before she comes back in, you know, we can always talk about her. Country Financial is uh, her company, 651-846-8163. All of your insurance needs auto, home, life insurance. She's got you covered. 651-846-8163, Tina Winchandy. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Twin Cities on the Move. This has been Twin Cities on the Move a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage consultants with Truestone Home Mortgage, a division of Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union. And they can be found online at truestonehomemortgage.com slash joel-benson and truestonehomemortgage.com slash greg-rios. Truestone is spelled T-R-U-S-T-O-N-E and Rios is spelled R-I-O-S. Truestone Home Mortgage and Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union are not affiliated with Remax or Remax Results. This show has been produced by Minnesota Podcasting, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Truestone Home Mortgage, Truestone Financial Federal Credit Union, or Minnesota Podcasting. 